In recent months, economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups are down. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This, this is Money Talk. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jacob Keen and Jarrett McKenzie. Uh, so, guys, we've got a situation that we wanted to uh, run through uh, through the mill today. Um, there's all kind of things, new things to invest in, and uh, we got this uh, situation. We're going to form it in the in a question, and I'll go ahead and read it. I have been reading more and more about SPACs. NFTs, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, are these the new alternative class of investments? Uh, I've tinkered outside of my wealth management purview for uh, with futures, equity, crowdfunding, and commodities, primarily gold. But this new stuff, are uh, these viable investments? Do I need to diversify with NFTs? Am I missing something by not getting in on a SPAC? Uh, the one big thing I think we can agree on is that cryptocurrency hasn't taken hold, but the blockchain technology is viable. Now, uh, you know, I think from a currency point of view, that last statement is probably correct. I don't know of very many people that are really making transactions with a cryptocurrency. I wouldn't necessarily say that it hasn't taken hold. There's a whole lot of folks that are still investing there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you want to start there, I mean... It's like uh, Bitcoin itself has, what, 70% market share in crypto, right? It's right. probably got the yeah. most network effects. Most popular. Really, the way I look at it is it's a speculative alternative asset class, a la gold, with a lot more volatility. Mm-hmm. But due to the scarcity itself um, and the technology where you know it's not hard to foresee a future where there are transactions occurring in some cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin or something else. Right. I think there's a potential there, but it does give you a way to opt out of, you know, the monetary system sure. in the global monetary system. No one can just say, I'm going to print more Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many. So in that context, if you compare it to gold, well, it's already gotten to the point where it's probably 10% of the size of the entire gold market. So even if you say, okay, it's sort of digital gold, well, what's the upside case from here? I would say probably market getting to the size of around gold, at least until it becomes less volatile and more tr- transactional. Well, what's the downside case too? Like zero, really. Yeah, right. you mm-hmm. could... you could. So if uh, you understand those risks sure. and you want to take a few percent, uh, you know, you're a young young guy, you know, you're yeah. not risk averse. <laughs> You know, I'm, I wouldn't call you crazy to, you know, buy a crypto. But if you think you're just going to pile all your money in crypto and retire on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> well, at this it, point, yeah. I think you'd have a lot more fun in Vegas if you just took the same money there. And, right. Because right. until it actually becomes a, a currency that we can transact with, which to some degree you can now. I mean, it's not as though it's not being used that way to an extent, but it's not nearly as widely used or uh, I would say acceptable as gold. I mean, you know, or, or especially the, the greenback and other forms of, of actual currency. But, yeah. And, and oh, by the way, you know, if I handed you a dollar right now, would the government know about it? I mean, if you want to be truly right. anonymous, couldn't I just walk around with a wad of cash in my mm-hmm. pocket and still have an anonymous transaction that didn't have to be electronic? Sure. I mean, and that's right. the thing. It wouldn't even be tracked on a blockchain. So, mm-hmm. it, 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 you the, know. the one benefit is there is 
I mean, we're very U.S. centric in right. the way we think about things, but there is some pretty attractive global mobility with cryptocurrency. If you think you live in a place like North Korea or Venezuela, where sure, where they're having who major knows, issues. yeah, who I mean, who knows how much your currency is going to be, be worth tomorrow? Right. I think that presents an attractive uh, position, but it's I mean, to your point, Jarrett, central banks they buy gold. Yeah. They wouldn't buy it if they don't think it has some form of value. And mm-hmm. I haven't heard of I mean, maybe there is. I haven't heard of a central bank buying Bitcoin yet. I haven't either. Well, yeah. and I think that the point I'm making, too, is that, you know, look, that until it becomes that, you really are just speculating. You, you're, you're investing in something, you know, quote unquote, investing in something that really you don't know. You, you can't determine the value uh, like you can a company, especially. Right. You can't necessarily yeah. do that with gold, but it's it's a lot more difficult to, to do that. And so until we kind of cross over that threshold, I think it's, it's going to always just be a bet you're making which is why i made the vegas oh, sure comment. right and yeah and i think uh, i mean we need to we need to jump into the nfts and SPACs as well to fully answer the question but to your point with speculation i mean i just sort of zoom out and it's it, it was with cause i mean we had a, a deep deep recession you know the world was on fire but if you look at the gl- growth of the money supply i mean if you look at like m1 right now it's like the money supply is up 70% year yeah, over year ridiculous mm-hmm. right when you just throw hot money at the economy and As hope our- it finds its way into good spots right. productive spots there's also going to be people who are willing to speculate hoping that one day someone's going to buy the asset from them even mm-hmm. though you know yeah, it you doesn't know have any intrin- right. true intrinsic value right. exactly. and that's what we're seeing with a lot of you know these 50 time sales tech stocks cryptocurrencies SPACs NFTs no doubt. and we'll we'll jump in we'll, we'll jump into that after the break Troy yeah no doubt in uh, in our previous uh, segment, we were talking about cryptocurrency. And Jared, you made the comment that uh, you know it, it's uh, not even um, necessary that transactions can occur with uh, cryptocurrencies. We have been seeing more and more of that. But There's some. Uh, my point would be, if you're going to buy cryptocurrency, I, I would agree with you, Jacob. It's uh, it is a speculation. So if you're going to speculate, why not spread out the wealth a little bit? Uh, there's pretty good arguments as to why Bitcoin struggles so much to be a transactional currency. Uh, probably the largest portion of which is the fact that the blockchain actually slows it down. It takes, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. on average of two and a half minutes just to have one of the more efficient uh, transactions through Bitcoin. So, you know, think about if we only use Bitcoin at Christmas. Uh, there, there are folks out there that say if you do the math real quick, you can only have about, I think it's 10 million a month transactions in uh, Bitcoin. Oh, really? So yeah, so uh, you know, ask Visa and Mastercard if that's enough. I, I would <laughs> bet you they say they may have a few all. more. Yeah, and right. and that's those are global companies, and you could argue Bitcoin, Jacob. You already mentioned this. There's some reasons that if you were in another country. You would want to uh, do that. In fact, some of the bigger miners have come from China and they set up their operations uh, very close to rivers. So they have uh, good access to cooling and, uh, you know, minimum energy requirements and stuff like that. Yeah, I I think and there's another uh, thing I wanted to mention, but I think the way I think about it is like the 
the the word cryptocurrency is almost a misnomer because what we've seen so far, it's not really transactional. It's more just another asset class. Yeah, I agree. People yeah. use it to invest. Yeah, you it's know, it's just something else to buy, and you hope it goes up. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, the one thing I was going to mention, I, I think a lot of people fail to understand that there's immense amounts of leverage in cryptocurrencies. So the U.S. brokers don't allow much leverage, but there's overseas brokers, so people can buy Bitcoin in the U.S put in their Coinbase wallet, move it to an overseas broker like Binance, and mm-hmm. they'll give you 20, 30 times leverage yeah. on your crypto. So there's rampant leverage, and anytime you see that in a marketplace, that adds to volatility and right. you know cause for concern risk-wise. So yeah. just keep that in mind if, if you do dabble. Right. Uh, well, in one of, the, one of the more recent developments, I know MasterCard came out and said that they're going to uh, – they're, they're contemplating allowing uh, – cryptocurrencies to be used transactionally so that they would actually translate from crypto to some other currency. And they deal with a lot of currencies. So uh, the problem is when you keep reading, they said also that uh, they have to make sure that it's not being used uh, in a way that uh, would uh, get them in trouble, basically, with the regulators. Yeah. Meaning that you you've got to have some clarity. You can't uh, allow people to to make transactions that would be for money laundering. Uh, they've got to still follow the anti money laundering rules, and they also don't want to use a, a crypto that has so much volatility or is only used for investment. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've just talked about, my opinion, knocks Bitcoin out of the water. I mean, Bitcoin. Ethereum, any of those are a bit more volatile than they would want. Right. And who wants to deal with a Bitcoin? Or, but maybe they'll support stable coins. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the thing of it is, so is stable coin popular at all? Uh, yeah. I I'd say Tether. There's a lot of Tether yeah. transactions out there, which. Let's not get in the weeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. Let's, uh, let's, the, let's, let's talk, uh, let's talk uh, NFTs. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So the, the, you blockchain, take the blockchain technology that was created. With and you're like, how, how do we turn it into more money? Right. And they're like, well, we'll start selling little GIFs. Yes, <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's just a, a, an electronic created piece of, we'll call it art. Some of them are art. Some right. of them are sports events. Mm-hmm. So uh, NFT stands for non-fungible token. So you, 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 you can't really exchange it. You have the digital rights to the asset. Right. Uh, effectively. Like you own that asset. And there have been some where it seems reasonable and it's, you know, a, a beautiful work of art. And then there's some that's just... It almost feels like a meme. Yeah. Um, so as far as should you participate? A lot of art seems like that to me. Yeah, but should, hey, you're casting should the pearls you, before the swine. Right, right. But if the question is should you participate in NFTs, I would say resoundingly no. Right. The only really cool way I can picture NFTs uh, adding value in you know the economy broadly is if you, if you think of creative pursuits where there's a lot of middlemen. So if you think you're like a, a recording artist, right, and you sure. make an album, well, you got to sign with the label. Everyone's going to get cut. You got to pay your manager. Where you could just post your album online and say, I'll sell yeah. the rights to this entire album for 15 million, and maybe somebody buys it. Yeah, just like Martin Screlly bought. The Wu Tang album way back when. All right. You know, I forgot but all the about digital, the, the you have the digital yeah. rights to, you know, 
Um, so well, that's the only like real uh, reasonable application I've seen. Everything else just well, I did see absurd. that, that uh, it's Rob Gronkowski like recently created a a, um, a digital uh, trading card. His yeah. football trading card as an NFT and it's I think it's either for sale or has been sold. Yeah. It's like when the guy stuck the banana on the wall with duct tape and sold for a hundred thousand. <laughs> it's like if that's yeah. your thing, yeah. yeah. Go for it. It's not I wouldn't say it's an investment a la buying a um, a, fi- a fine piece of art or jewelry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there something tangible there that yeah. you got? I mean, right. whether it's that or real estate or any of that. And but maybe gonna... I'm just maybe I'm just being a boomer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't get it. I think that yeah. overall, I mean, if you can't determine the value of something, you should probably stay away from it. Because how do you ever know if you're underpaying, overpaying? Yeah. If somebody, you know, how do you know what to ask for something if you are trying to get rid of it? Right. And and besides that, even if you had it, and let's say you could determine the value, but nobody else can reasonably do that who's going to buy that from you or be willing to accept it as payment in any ways yeah you know? so uh, jared i thought you were talking about nfts but now it sounds like you might be talking about SPACs. yeah, I'm yeah there's about a, all these there's things. a common <laughs> there's a common theme, theme in all of this though right it's mm-hmm. scarcity yeah all right bitcoin scarce nfts are even more scarce there's mm-hmm. only one of them right SPACs. Oh, what even is that? Are it's, they scarce? It's scarce because it's scarce because when they launch, they don't even have anything inside of them. So it's right. really just that's the thing. None of it's those hope. things that you just right. mentioned are people buying because they have done what we do, which right. is the analysis to determine what we think something is worth. Check out the fundamentals and determine yeah. a value. And and to be honest, we a true investment in our book is uh, an identifiable future stream of cash flows. And what we usually do is use uh, some sort of calculation to determine the cost of capital it would take to purchase that future stream of cash flows, and we discount them back to a current value. And that's, you know, this is this is the way that uh, we were taught by Benjamin Graham back in the, mm-hmm, what was yeah. it, the 30s, yeah. uh, 40s, uh, the guy that taught um, Warren Buffett. Uh, how to invest mm-hmm. and you know it's it's widely known widely used uh, still has great logic behind it and you know that's that's where we believe you're going to be best I mean and, still and you might get picked off things change you yeah. got to stay on top of it but reality is if you're going to invest in the truest sense of the word not speculate you need to do some homework and you need to be able to work on something that is that actually has identifiable uh, mm-hmm. You know, commercial value to it. Yeah. No, you wouldn't right. buy a house without getting an appraisal, would you? I would. Why think do they have not. appraisals? Hmm. Yeah. Just think about that, Ted. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> not all that weird when you consider it in that manner. Uh, we were talking about SPACs. Jacob, you did point out during the break that we really didn't flesh out the definition that is short for something, right? Yes. Yeah, special purpose acquisition company. It's basically a company with no operations. None. Yeah. And they it's, will raise money. It's with the intent a, to acquire companies in the future, and with the frenzy that we've seen in emerging tech and you know these companies like Tesla, AI, whatever, whatever the buzzword du jour is, uh, these managers are going out and saying, "All right, we're going to IPO this SPAC. We intend to acquire you know these private companies." So it's there or or even public companies in some instances. Um, the intent initially was to give people access to more venture capital, but it's gotten more and more absurd right. by the day. I mean, we're talking tens of billions of dollars that w- we cleared in the last year in these SPACs. 
It's, it's not something I would be interested in. No, not at all. Uh, There's plenty and, of great managers out there mm-hmm. that already have investments, and you can know what they are. Right. And that's if I was going to be investing my money in a publicly traded company, I would want there to be a company behind it, not uh, handing a blank check to a manager that I don't know and may not even have uh, you know, any right. proven skills. Uh, what you're doing, if you do that, is you're, you're saying, buying the manager. You're saying Colin Kaepernick doesn't have any... <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing. Last I saw him, he was on the football field. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think well, most of those people, they convince them to be a part of it to try to attract more investors. Yeah. But they, yeah, they're not really making decisions, I wouldn't think. Right. It's, and and then the question is, the who west. is and, and how much prowess do they have? And and you're right, Jacob. It's wild, wild west. It's I, the wild west. I think of everything we've talked about today, the SPAC to me is probably the one that, uh, you know, is, is potentially the most dangerous. Part of it is you're giving your money to a company who's going to report you uh profitability they're also going to report to you they're taking your money i mean they custody your assets uh it seems i bet bernie madoff would love these things oh yeah. man he's probably reading about them in his cell right now yeah why thinking, couldn't i have done it that oh, way uh and and that's the bad thing jared i mean mm-hmm. it truly is you know there's a lot of risk well, that's there, why i'm so. so surprised about the regulation or the lack thereof so far because i mean how do they know that there's not a bunch of money laundering going on it seems wide open for something like that to happen. Sure. I mean, probably not for long, but for right now, I mean, you definitely run the risk. Until of, it happens. They won't regulate it until it happens. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. No one, no one's screaming at their congressman right mm-hmm. now, congressperson right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Well, about, what do you oh, think? these specs. Next, next 10 years, you think we get that? Until someone goes to oh, zero, no then they're going to be like, we have how'd you let this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's all, it's all the regulators' fault. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, let's... Uh, Stop here for a real quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, get into more finance. Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.